You're listening to For the Love of Dharma. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. I'm a spiritual and integrative life coach who specializes in nervous system regulation, rewiring the subconscious mind, and of course, finding your Dharma. I'm a self-proclaimed personal development junkie who left my 20-year corporate career in 2021 without a plan except to trust my intuition that it was the right time to go. I'm obsessed with helping more people expand their perspectives, step into their truth, and fall madly in love with their lives. You're in the right place if you're ready to uncover your passions, reclaim your radiance, discover your soul's calling, and step into the highest version of yourself while you learn to live life on your terms in a fun and authentic way. Welcome to this magical adventure where we'll ponder life's big questions together. Here we go. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. Today's topic has been in my head just waiting to come out for weeks now, so I'm excited to get to sit down and chat about this. Most women are trying to be everything to everyone all the time, so they feel stressed, overwhelmed, and burnt out. That's why I created a strategy that helps them break this pattern so they can learn how to prioritize themselves and reclaim their own radiance. Seven years ago, my life looked perfect from the outside. By all accounts, I had a happy marriage. I had two happy kids. I had a stable job with good pay and benefits. I had a nice house and a quiet neighborhood, and I had a newer car. And I couldn't shake the feeling that there had to be more to life than this. And every time I felt that way, I wondered what was wrong with me? Why couldn't I just be happy with what I had? Why did it feel like something was missing? I didn't know it then, but my desire to be the perfect wife, the perfect mom, the perfect employee, the perfect everything was draining my life force right out of my soul. And what's even more baffling is that I was the one that felt guilty about that. I thought I was being selfish by not being completely delighted by trying to fill these roles. People used to tell me all the time how lucky I was to have the perfect life, which only made me feel worse. It's so interesting how everyone in my life was so eager to decide how successful my life was based on all these external circumstances. But nobody asked me if I was happy, if anyone would have actually looked into my eyes they would have seen that there was an emptiness behind them. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't miserable or depressed. I was just not me. The light that used to shine so brightly from within was gone. I was going through the motions in every area of my life and I knew it. I knew something had to change. That was the easy part. Figuring out everything else not so much. I started on a multi-year exploration adventure. I made a lot of changes in my life. I made some great decisions and I made some horrible ones, but they all taught me something and they brought me closer to knowing who the fuck I was. 
And spoiler alert, it wasn't a perfect anything. It was just me. It wasn't until this time in my life that I realized that I had been living in a way that was safe. It was expected. It was accepted. I didn't rock the boat. I tried to be happy because I felt guilty having my own wants and needs that were outside of my current circumstances. Maybe you can relate to that. The good news is that because it took me a lot of trial and error to figure out how to get that radiance back, now I can teach the women I coach how to do it in a fraction of the time it took me. What I gained in that time is clarity, confidence, and a sense of calm about where I was headed. I found the joy that had been eluding me for so long. Sure, I had fleeting moments of happiness, but true joy, the kind that you wake up and feel excited to start your day, I hadn't had that for a very long time. This journey isn't for the faint of heart. (laughs) As soon as I started doing things my own way, I started to ruffle a lot of feathers and I had to learn to get okay with people not approving of my choices. That was really hard at first. But when I decided to make myself and my happiness as much of a priority as I made everyone else's happiness, it slowly became easier to make choices that helped me feel in alignment with my soul's desires. A lot of times, it felt like I took two steps forward only to take three steps back. Things that worked for me at one time in my life seemed to have no impact this time around. It was frustrating at times, but also wildly wonderful and rewarding at other times. Many people talk about mind, body, and soul, but I haven't found anyone that actually teaches you how to get what you want by tapping into all three of these things. There are somatic coaches, which deal with the body, and mindset coaches, which of course help you change the way you think. And then the spiritual coaches, which some people think isn't for them, but they're really looking at understanding energy. But if you aren't pulling from all three of these areas, the changes aren't going to stick. You'll definitely see things shifting in your life. But if you want long-term transformation, these are all connected and you get to bring in parts of all of these things. It's my mission to help women live a life that they're excited about. And the first step to that is teaching them to regulate their nervous systems. A lot of women don't even realize that they're dysregulated because they've been in a state of dysregulation for so long that it's normal to them. So getting them to understand that constant feeling of anxiety and overwhelm is not how it's supposed to be and teaching them tools on how to get their bodies back into alignment with homeostasis where everything is back on track is the first place we start. When we live in these constant states of stress, we are causing an overactivation of cortisol. Now, we need some cortisol, but when our bodies produce too much of it, it can lead to heart disease, bone loss, mood swings, and weight gain, just to name a few. So getting women to where they are producing the right amount of hormones begins with regulating our nervous system. Our nervous system is the control center of the body made up of a network of nerves and cells, the spinal cord, and the brain. 
the vagus nerve is the largest nerve in this network. And it runs from your brain down the sides of your neck to your large intestine and then branches out to your arms and legs. The quickest way to regulate your nervous system is to relax the vagus nerve. And the easiest way to do that is to slow down your breathing. I've mentioned before that I'm not a huge fan of breath work, but this isn't that. This is literally taking a deep breath in and exhaling twice as long. And then another deep breath in. And you'll probably notice it's a bit deeper than the last one. And then exhale twice as long. This is done at your own pace and it is absolutely the quickest way to regulation. Of course, this one exercise doesn't work for everyone or it doesn't work all the time depending on what the situation is. So I teach numerous regulation techniques to my clients. If you are dysregulated, cognitive function doesn't work. So trying to calm down and make changes or even just be logical sometimes just isn't going to be possible if you're feeling dysregulated. Over the course of my studies, I have learned tons and tons of regulation tools that I share with my clients, and they're useful anywhere on the dysregulation spectrum from being slightly annoyed to being all out paralyzed by fear, panic, or stress even. So once we get to a place of regulation and not a moment before, then we can get the brain involved. This is the next part of my formula, and it has been a huge part of my studies this year. I'm endlessly fascinated by how our mind works. If I had to guess, I would imagine that you've heard of mindset work. And the reason it's so popular is that for a very long time, most humans were under the impression that they didn't get a say in their lives. Not everyone believed this, of course, but the idea that you can shift your reality just by thinking about things differently has really taken off in the last decade or two, and it's really been picking up steam in the last five years. The biggest problem I see other coaches make when it comes to mindset work is that they really aren't using all the touch points to really rewire the neural pathways in the brain. The ingredients for rewiring a pathway are, of course, your thoughts but also must include feelings and experience. And that last one is what I see a lot of people forgetting. It's called experience-dependent neuroplasticity. The brain was designed to learn. It's the only organ designed to do so. And because it's created this way, it's also designed to be changed by your experiences. Of course, for most people, they can easily identify experiences in their past that changed how they viewed the world. These are usually negative. Think of things like 9-11 or a death of someone close to you or witnessing or even being involved in some kind of horrific accident. These things changed you. They changed your DNA. They change how you operate. But the good news here is that if you can be changed by negative experiences, you can equally be changed by positive experiences. The biggest trick here is that we are all born with negativity bias, which means that we notice negative things first 
and more often. And for the sake of ease, we'll say negative thoughts and experiences don't feel good and positive thoughts and experiences do feel good. And in order to make an experience what we call sticky, you just need to sit in that positive or negative experience, soaking it in for 10 to 20 seconds. That's really it. It happens that quickly that you can begin to rewire the neural pathways in your brain. So you have the thought of what you want to change or be different, and you have the feeling of how you would feel once that change is made. And then the key is to sit in that experience of that feeling. The more you repeat this, the deeper groove you are creating and the thicker that neural pathway is becoming. Now, I'm obviously oversimplifying this because I don't think you are expecting a lesson on the brain today, but it is a huge, important part of this process. So I just want you to understand that you can't have change without all three of these components, thoughts, feelings, and experience. All of this activity is constantly changing your brain. So when people say that you can create your own reality, this is what it's coming down to. Your brain is always taking in signals from thoughts, feelings, and experiences. So it's up to you to really shape those. I have heard from many people who say they have no control over any of these things. Mind you, these people aren't my clients because in order to be my client, you have to be willing to do the work and be open to new perspectives that you might not have considered before. But anyway, I do know there are a lot of people out there who think that they aren't the ones in control. And my question to them is always, then who is? Because I want to talk to that person then. There is something called neural Darwinism, which is kind of what you think it is, but in the context of our brains. And what happens is that while you are busy creating new connections in your brain, new neural pathways, the old pathways begin to wither away due to non-use. This is survival of the busiest. The pathways that stay active are the ones that get to keep going and the ones that are dormant fade away. Every single day, your mind is building your brain. And then what is maybe the coolest part is that when you change those synapses in your brain, you are also then changing your brain at a cellular level, which reaches into your genes and your DNA and changes how it operates. You are literally changing your DNA when you do this. It's mind-blowing, no pun intended. (laughs) Okay, so if you've been paying attention, you know how important it is to change your experiences. But how do you do that? Well, the other part of my formula brings it all together with just that. It's about the energy you're bringing to your life. I talk about the power of language to anyone that will listen because the words you use actually cast spells into what you see in your life. Two of the words that I invite my clients to stop using is should and have to. And yes, I know have to is two words, but you know what I mean. Instead of saying, I have to do this, or I should do that, try saying I get to, because when you take a look around you, there are a lot of people that would love to do the thing that you say you have to do, or you should do. 
and they would do it without complaint. So that's just something to consider. I spend a lot of time talking about fun and play with my clients because at some point, adults began to see all of this as a waste of time. But the truth is that without fun and play, you are keeping yourself looping in the same energy of the experiences that you've been having. So I teach you how to lighten up and allow more playfulness into your life. It's not as hard as you think once you get out of your own way. One very easy way to change the dynamic of any experience you're having to make it more sticky is to start dancing. Doesn't matter if it's with someone or by yourself, but by bringing fun in and dancing for 10 to 20 seconds, you are being with that experience. Your experiences matter, not just for right now, but for how they change the brain and help you become the best version of you. Something else that is a big factor in my client's success to showing up differently in the world is changing how and what they consume. I'm not just talking food here, but that can have a big impact on how you feel. I've mentioned before that I quit alcohol in the spring of 2021, and that has made a huge difference. I also noticed that I just generally feel better when I cut back on sugar. So I talk about that, but I'm not a nutritionist, so I focus more on the other stuff. Who are you spending your time with? Do they lift you up? Or does their energy drag you down? How much time are you spending on social media? Does that lift you up or drag you down? Really noticing how your energy and how you feel with all of this forms your experiences of it. For a while, I stopped watching shows and movies that were too scary or where people were being harmed or killed. This included the news. Your brain actually can't tell the difference between reality and imagination or between what's on TV in another part of the world versus in your own backyard. This can all impact how you experience the world. I have slowly gotten back into watching scary movies or true crime documentaries, but I will say that I am very aware of where I'm at mentally. If there is even a chance that watching that kind of thing is going to dysregulate my nervous system, I don't watch it. I'll watch the Hallmark Channel or my favorite sitcom, The Big Bang Theory. A lot of times I'll choose to read a book or listen to a podcast instead. Consume positive content. I help you build awareness of what your nervous system can tolerate and what it can't and help you find alternatives to the things you used to do to keep yourself busy. What you spend your time on and what you pay attention to is going to have a huge role in shaping your brain. You guys are the first to hear about this, and I'm really excited to share it with you. I have a new five-week group program that is starting in mid-September. It's called The Radiance Within, and it's where I'll teach you this proven formula step-by-step-by-step. You can definitely Google all of this stuff and learn it on your own. There's no shame in that. But if you want someone that has lived through this herself and has helped others to move through to the other side, then this program might be for you. 
It's five weeks of live calls with me. And if you can't make the call live, no worries, because the calls are recorded for you to listen to at any time. You'll have lifetime access to the material in case you decide you want to go back to any of the information. Imagine what it would be like to roll into the last couple months of the year having clarity on what you want and feeling confident in knowing you have all the tools that you need to show up in a way that feels best to you. No more waking up tired only to go to bed tired. No more stressing about how you're going to get everything done and instead settling into the new feeling of being calm and relaxed as you go about your day. No more letting out a big sigh every time someone calls your name because you will have learned how to set boundaries, stick to them, and conserve your energy. It doesn't matter how long you've been living in a way that doesn't feel aligned. Once you have these tools, dramatic and immediate changes can happen. If you want to get in on the Radiance Within, send me a DM or an email for the link to sign up. All of my info is in the show notes. The program hasn't even gone on pre-sale yet. So if you're listening to this before the end of August, 2023, you can get in on this at a discounted price before the general public has access to buy. You are the first to hear about it. I can't wait to see you in the program. And these things are always more fun with a friend. So feel free to share this with your favorite gal pal and bring her along for the ride. As always, if you loved this episode, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. The more reviews I get, the more people that listen to my podcast, the more I can help people become the happiest person they know. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day.